Welcome to the show, I'm James. I'm David. I'm Riley. And today we're discussing Daniel Craig's final Bond film, No Time to Die. Uh, wow, no great. one says it like that. Nope. We'll laugh, we'll argue, we might get a little too into it because the wow, what an ending. But at the end of the day, hey, they're just movies. Spoiler alert! I was going to go with uh, alert. Spoiler alert. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to do the spoiler alert, Only David? for the James Bond ones. You can do them. <laughs> Only for James Bond. I'll take okay. a spoiler. Shaken, not spoiled. Damn it. <laughs> ah. Anyways, guys, uh, and next week we are going to do Squid Game. How could we not? It's the prequel to Splatoon on the Switch. <laughs> the origin story. No. <laughs> a lot of episodes for me to watch, but I'm sure everyone else has already seen it. So look forward to that. But today, Whoa. it's James Bond, No Time to Die, All Day. So much time to die. I... <laughs> <laughs> Two hours and 45 minutes yeah, to yeah. die. So, David, what are you giving this movie out of 10? You could have been one of the greats, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't really write, write a thing. It's good. It starts really strong. It ends pretty strong. But man, that, that movie fucking is boring in the middle. Oh, Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> really? uh, it's like a seven. Seven out of ten. Yeah. I liked it. And like there's really high high points. Uh, and I like what they do when they try and like take Bond and like make it really have closure. But uh, it is way too long. Mm. It is way too long. Yep. Yep. I can understand why they made it that long. Sort of, man. But it's, the problem is like there's that whole middle set. We'll get into it. We'll get into okay. it. David. I mean, stop talking. <laughs> Riley, uh, you go. <laughs> when we did Casino Royale, I said I didn't care about Bond. When we did Skyfall, I begrudgingly accepted that it was actually a good film. And watching the end of No Time to Die, moisture adorned my cheeks. Oh. However, a confusing plot, unclear characterization, and an unhealthy fascination with code names holds this movie back. I'm also giving it a 7 out of 10. Yep. Uh yeah, I I like I left the theater with a good feeling because I was like, whoa, that was emotional, yep. and I I felt like it was a fitting end to Daniel Craig's run. It was bold. Um, but was fucking bold. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, this lots is, to talk about. What a twist ending here, guys. This is insane. <laughs> uh, I wrote it's a hell of a last ride, worthy of concluding a fairly awesome run from perhaps the best Bond ever. However. The ending, like the ending ending, leaves the audience asking the wrong kinds of questions. Mm. Oh. Really? Yeah. Really? You want to be like, how are they going to continue the franchise? No, it's just the Vers end. Versus like, oh, wait, what? Is there a franchise? I think it's the wrong taste in your mouth. But hmm. uh, uh, overall, I was compelled the whole movie. I was, I liked, I think it's dragged a couple times, but I was not expecting to have the highest rating out of all of you guys. I give this an 8.8. .8. Wow. I liked it a lot. Eight point eight—that's almost a nine. I, like, I think I like this more than Skyfall. I, I want to what? Say, I want to give my rating where it's like it probably will go up or down. It's just like I can't tell if that middle section will get more interesting the more I'm into the the weeds of it, or less interesting the more I hear the same code words. Oh, okay. I can't tell. Gosh. I can't tell. I think sometimes 8. what happens. Eight James. I get it though. Like, I liked there's, it. There's parts of this movie that are like ten out of ten. The intro, the pre-title oh, yeah, sequence yeah, yeah. is ten yeah. out of ten. Like what me. did I give Skyfall? Eight point seven five or something high like that. And I thought that this was maybe Skyfall has some parts I like better, mm -hmm. but this has more parts I like. Yeah, Skyfall fair. like the kind of the ending third act was kind of yeah. like meh. Whereas this was good the whole way. Yeah. Like I liked it. How about the villain being a nothing burger? Yeah, That's it has problems. Burger. That's why it's not in nine territory. It's a pretty big freaking problem. We'll talk about that. We will. After? 
Sponsored! Uh, they are just movies. They're supported by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer <laughs> precision engineered tools for your family jewels, including their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. It's good. Its new wireless charging system removes the need to bring cables with you on a trip, and it's compatible with most Qi charging pads. Lawnmower 4.0 includes ceramic blades with skin-safe technology, reducing nicks and cuts, and it's cordless. It's waterproof, and it gets 90 minutes of use on a full charge. So head to manscaped.com carpool20 and get 20% off and free shipping today. We're also brought to you by Private Internet Access VPN. It helps you hide your true IP address so that you can bypass tree restrictions and censorship. You can connect up to 10 devices at once, and it includes an internet kill switch if your VPN gets disconnected involuntarily. PIA is available for Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, and even as your EMP watch. Just joking. Chrome <laughs> extension. So check it out at lmg.gg slash carpoolcritics. Um, I just feel like I'd want to reiterate one more time. Spoiler alert. Yeah, this is like probably the most spoilery yeah. alert. If you have not seen all. this movie and you care about spoilers, do not. Stop. Stop. Stop watching. Stop this actually, listen a, later. There's another caveat I wanted to mention, which I feel like sometimes when we've seen the movie the night before and then raced out here in the morning to review it. I feel like the take isn't solidified 100%. all the time. Mm. I look back to the times we've done that and I'm like, I probably would have a different Star Wars take uh, for the last yeah. one. I probably would have done a different Tenet take. Yeah. Mm. Um, but whatever, you only get to record once. Exactly. Which and is the, allowed, next, that's the title of the next Bond movie. There is a, there's something to be said for letting a movie kind of percolate a little yeah. bit. No, I, 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 yeah, I think that my rating will go up long term just because there's really cool choices. They do really bold franchise choices i think you're pissed they do in this can I, I be can i be 100 honest yeah give me it i i gave it a 7.5 but then when you gave it a 7 i'm like i can't give it a higher rating than the bond fan <laughs> who are but you i think you don't know who you are <laughs> well i don't know what this movie is i think though that might be why i give it a lower rating there was like certain things that kind of annoyed me as a bond fan like and this one of them was my own thing i thought safin was gonna turn out to be dr no and they were gonna do like a full circle thing because yeah. like he's dressed like him, his his outfits this like very similar. He like has a That's, hand. Those thing. first two reasons were the same. Was that <laughs> his? What is it? Oh, dressed the same. <laughs> so I meant his lair. His lair is kind of similar. The he's got like a private island. Um, but that yeah, that was that was just me. Okay, mm -hmm. well, we don't remember that stuff it because we fun. haven't seen the synopsis oh, yet. Yeah. Oh. We haven't heard it. All right, here we go. A young Madeline Swan witnesses Lucifer Saffin. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a break. We gotta we gotta talk about that for a second after. Uh anyway, Safin murders her mother. She runs and falls through a frozen lake, but Safin rescues her. Cut to present day after the events of Spectre, Madeline and James Bond are in Italy and in love. But when Spectre assassins attack, Bond believes she has betrayed him and leaves her. Five years later, Spectre captures MI6 scientist Valdo Obrichev, developer of Project Heracles nanobots that can be coded to individuals' DNA, rendering them lethal to the target but harmless to others. Bond, who retired to Jamaica, is recruited by CIA agent Felix Leiter? Yes. <clears throat> and his colleague Logan Ash to track down Obertev. The same evening, Bond meets Nomi, MI6's new agent 007, who is also after Obertev, period. In Cuba, Bond and CIA agent Paloma infiltrate a Spectre party remotely led by Ernst Blofeld, from the prison Bond put him in. But when Blofeld orders Obertchev to kill Bond with the nanobots, he kills all the Spectre members instead. Oh, that was, that awesome. was sick. Yeah. Bond captures Obertchev before meeting Leiter and Ash, the latter of whom is revealed to be a double agent working for Safin. Ash kills Leiter and escapes with Obertchev. 
Moneypenny and Q arrange for Bond to question Blofeld with his psychiatrist, who is none other than Madeline Swan. <laughs> Safin coerces Madeline to infect herself with nanobots to kill Blofeld, but she leaves the interrogation after unknowingly infecting Bond, who ends up inadvertently infecting and killing Blofeld. Bond tracks Madeline to her childhood home in Norway, where he meets her five-year-old daughter, Mathilde, whom Madeline claims is not his. Madeline reveals that Blofeld ordered Madeline's father, Mr. White, to murder Safin's parents when he was a boy. Yet, having destroyed Blofeld and Spectre, Safin is not satisfied. He captures Madeline and Mathilde despite Bond's best efforts. Rejoining MI6, Bond and Nomi infiltrate Safin's base on a disputed island where he's ordered Orbachev to create enough nanobots to kill millions of people worldwide. Nomi kills Orbachev, and Bond rescues Madeline and Mathilde before sending the women away on a boat. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. So, so he can open the base's silo doors and allow a British missile strike to destroy the Seems nanobots. Sexist. But once the missiles launch, Bond is ambushed by Safin, who shoots him and infects him with nanobots programmed to kill Madeline and Mathilde. Savage. Bond kills Safin and opens the silo doors, but realizes he's not going to make it. Over radio, Bond tells Madeline he loves her. She confirms Mathilde is his daughter, and they say goodbye. The missiles hit the island, destroying the nanobot factory and killing Bond. Ooh, that's wild. Later at MI6, M, Moneypenny, Q, Tanner, and Nomi drink in Bond's honor. And in Italy, Madeline starts telling Mathilde a story about a man <laughs> named James Bond. Bond, James Bond. Ba -da -ba -da. Man, what a tour um, de force. Yeah. yeah. There's I mean, some amazing stuff. <sighs> Bond dies. It's the first Bond movie. Yeah. Where he dies. Well, yeah, because how can he be in subsequent films? What do you mean? <laughs> if he's dead. Though, the, I think this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, Casino Royale was like. If Bond a, is dead, how can he be in subsequent films? Well, why would. They're just going to do a. They'll do a hard reboot. You said it's the first movie where he dies. Oh, like, yeah, duh. Uh, if he died in the last one, he couldn't be in this one. Goody. In well, it. Well, but there's going to be another James Bond film. Well, this is what's so weird because when that, yeah, when that happened, this. I was like, okay, I guess 007 exists. But are you really saying we're never going to see another movie where it's like, James? Like Bond, James oh, Bond. Definitely. Like that's like he that, that character is dead. There's no, no way. way. No. So what the hell? Well, at the end and they then, say uh, at the end of the credits, I stayed through. It says yeah, yeah. James Bond will return. So, so what do they normally say? James it, Bond will return in the next movie. The title, title of the next yeah. movie. Oh, do and they? And this one yeah. they just say he'll just return in general. Yeah. So they're saying that like we're gonna we'll, we will reboot this. Don't worry. At some point, there, we yeah. might take a couple years off, which I think they should. But uh, so it's that's wild. Like it's like killing Batman. They, they fucking killed, like, the equivalent of Batman Which for movies. Which they have done in the comics. Totally, but never in the movies. Well, have they ever done in the movies? No. Yeah, but but I think we haven't, like... I feel like Bond is unique in the sense that um, I believe... It, it seems to be the case that this is this is what they did. That How many Bond films are there? 25. 25. There's 25, 25 films, and with a few exceptions, all of them are canon, more or less, right? Yeah. They're supposed to be canon. Yeah, the timeline's like, jumbled. Casino but... Royale happens, and then Quantum of Solace happens, and then, like, it's supposed to be a bunch of Bond movies. Yeah, that's movies. the theory, yeah. yeah. It's unclear. Um, but... And this one, there's a five-year jump, so, uh, like, there's uh, we're assuming that maybe a few of the adventures were there or something. Maybe. Um, but usually he's not coming out of retirement. It's not doesn't happen super often in the movies. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a bold choice. I think it's really makes it feel like the Daniel Craig ones have their own really compelling arc. Like, right. I like that they are, they're taking things that were set up in Casino Royale and still paying it off. Like, like White is, Mr. White is a character from Casino Royale. And like, we've seen that play into Madeline Swan. We're getting the closure with that. Yeah. Wait, who's Mr. White? Uh, it's Madeline Swan's dad. Oh, okay. He's the guy at the end of Casino Royale that he shoots uh, and he's like, name's Bond. 
James Bond. Yeah. Uh, but he's like the quantum representative, basically. He interacts with her dad? Damn. Yeah, and that, and he's one of the main characters in uh, Spectre. Wait a second. So in, the, in this movie, when at the beginning, where her mom gets shot up, is her dad alive at that point? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, he Wait. makes it until Spectre. Oh, I forgot that, that I was on a thread there. So, like, uh, <laughs> there are 25 films in their canon. Yep. But Batman, we get a reboot every three movies or That's something. Fair. You We've know? seen so, his parents die a million times. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, every every Batman we get is not the same canon Batman as the one from the previous movies. But this one is supposed to be, the every same. time there's a Bond movie, this Bond is the Bond. There's yeah. one Bond, and so this is the first time that Bond has died uh, because... Which is which is significant, and they wouldn't do that with Batman because of the reasons that I just said. So, David, yep. you talked before about different fa- like fan theories people have about like the Bondiverse and how things are related and yep. what's happening when. Does this solidify any of those theories? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I, I, it was. Conf- I, I honestly, I don't know. There might be like more to this movie that I don't realize in terms of like connecting it. So, I didn't really pick up on anything this watch. Uh, where it's like really tying in like how the timeline works. Yeah, I just mean like the fact that he's dead. That kind of gives more credence to this theory than other ones because in this theory, if if he's dead, that just doesn't make sense. Whereas in this theory, if he's dead, it could still make sense. To be honest, I don't think there was many theories where he died. Like that's like a real shocker. Like I did not expect. I did him not to die. expect that. I don't think no. anyone was because I, it's such a. Uh, how did he find time? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like that's what. They, they really eschew a lot of Bond tropes in this one where like it's normally very episodic, but with Daniel Craig, they've made it more serialized. Uh, and this is like the, the, the ultimate version of that. And so I think they're trying to I get the sense that like the franchise makers are really trying to eschew the tradition. And like, yeah, they, they did a soft reboot with Casino Royale, but it was still tied into what they had done before. And now I think like maybe they're they going full Batman. I think they're going full Batman. I think like the next one will be totally Casino yeah. Royale again. I think. Yeah. No, it's both yeah, know it, me. Casino well, Royale. Like if James Bond is going to return. It has to be a reboot, yeah, because he's dead now. But I hope they don't do another origin story because it's like it's only been fifteen years. We don't need another one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, that's I nothing in Bond time. I don't know what yeah. else you can do though. <laughs> I mean, so like I wanted to say this though because in the in the older Bond movies, some of them have like an overarching narrative for it throughout like a few continuity. of them, right? Like Blofeld is in like four or five yeah. different movies, or something. but they're still like kind of. <clears throat> like a TV show at the where it's episodic, where it's, it doesn't yeah. have to be in specific order. It's like they're connected, but right? It's not super clear what the but, order but, is. But but yeah, yeah, it, may, it might not be clear what the order is, but you know that this there, this there's one bond. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like now we're gonna get a reboot where it's like, okay, this is James Bond, but it's like Tom Holland, the Christian Bale <laughs> Batman versus the George Clooney Batman or something. You know? Yeah, it's maybe. like they're different Batman. Yeah, I just hope they don't do like young Bond like in the Academy. I don't know, uh, Kingsman. Yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> but do you get, but do you get what I'm saying? For sure, where like, for sure. where like the George Clooney Batman and the George and the Christian Bale Batman are not the same. Are not the same character. No, it's a totally. They're different based thing. on the Entirely same comics character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas all the Bonds we've seen were played yeah. by different actors, but they're yeah. all supposed to be the same Bond. We right? get it. Okay. Can all we right. go all the way to the beginning? Because I want to talk about movie? Of this movie. Yeah, actually. I, I think that the pre-title sequence is maybe one of the best Bond 20 minutes of all time. <sighs> it is so fucking good. I can't good. wait to push back on you. What? Yes. Well, the first question I have for you, is it the first opening Bond sequence that doesn't have Bond? No, that's not. Uh, From Much With Love has like a Bond impersonator. Uh, there's an, at least one other one. There's got to be some other But movies. most of them do include him, but there's a couple that have The ones that him. don't have him, are they kind of just showing events like, oh no, this uh, missile got 
hijacked by somebody else you, whereas this one's like character driven there's like a different main character at the it's definitely the for much with love it's showing like who that henchman will be it's basically like this guy hunting james bond and then he kills him and then you reveal that it's like a practice like a live training dummy or a live training person that's like disguised as james bond and that's setting up the henchman you mean the villain uh, uh he's like oh. henchman villain it's okay, like sure anyways um but this is definitely the first one where it's like this, where it's like totally character driven about a love interest. Mm. Like it felt so non-bonding in, a, in a, I think a refreshing way. It was good, but it was kind of weird because after that ended and we go into the future, I think we switched to them careening in their car in Italy. Um, I felt like the point of view was still from her. For sure. It was still her perspective. Like even the way it was shot, I just felt like I wasn't like bond wasn't Wait, the main character what, what scene are you talking about you're saying after <laughs> the time jump or before after like first we're watching her as a kid yeah and then we go oh, into the future and she's jump. hanging oh, okay. she's hanging out with bond yeah, yeah and they're driving the car it still felt like her movie at that point i think though that's the point though is that they're trying to get you tied to her point of view so that at the end when you watch her watch bond you're tied into that yeah in that way emotionally so i don't, I don't think that's a accidental thing i think that's well, very the thing that one i may be a casualty of them trying to do that was by the time it kind of switches to Bond where he goes to visit the grave and the grave explodes and then there's a big chase. Yep. He returns to the hotel room and he starts like yelling at her like, how do they know I'm here? And like kind of grabbing her arm, making her go into the car. He looked like an abusive dick. Yeah. yeah. Well, he <laughs> did, but at I the same feel, time, he yeah. thought that she was like yeah. an assassin. I know why he thought that, yeah. but like I just was more on her side than his. So I was, it just Bond didn't have a good look. No, I, I agree, but I think that Bond that's hasn't the, had a good look for 70 yeah, years. I think that's you think that was intentional? I do think that's intentional. I think that they're trying to make him seem like like more brutish than they have and like have him be kind of the bad guy in that sequence. Cause like, I think I agree with you. I, I was on her side. I knew she didn't betray him. Like it didn't seem like that. Yeah. Although like the thought did cross my know. mind. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think that sequence really worked for me. Like I teared up when he's at Vesper's grave and then they fucking like blow him up and you're oh. like, excuse me. And then it like transitions so smooth into like ramping up to a sick action sequence. And like, mm. there's some great stunts yeah. in that. Like when he rides the motorcycle up, the yeah. thing, that's so that sick. That funeral was like, oh, <laughs> no, this is distasteful. <laughs> he goes by a funeral. Like, oh, <laughs> no, I was gonna, like I wrote down, I was like, this, these action scenes in Italy really oppressed me, which yeah. is saying something because normally I'm like jaded and I, I go into a Bond movie being like, all right, here yeah. we go. Boom, boom shooty shooty explosions man yeah. and then like these spectacles right in the beginning i was like whoa all right yeah, let's they, go they do a really good job i think in this movie in general for the action scenes making you feel like you're a participant to the action like there's a lot of like car pov shots where you're like on the side of a car and you can see the car and it's like going in, in and How out about that, and stuff. that first person view from that pistol when they were like he was lying on his side or something oh like that, yeah, yeah yeah and he like did a couple quick shots that yeah. was awesome yeah. some good ones anyways back to the opening scene though yeah and I like I like how they tie Inspector. It's kind of like a Bond thing. He has like the, the magic eye, uh, and like. Well, there's lots. Of, I mean, I don't want to stop talking about the action scenes right away. I no. love when he when he's on the bridge and he like takes cover under that. Oh, little I thing. know. I was, that so was such quick. a cool moment. Yeah, yeah it was in Not, the trailer. I though. just feel like this it movie was. in general, but especially in that first twenty minutes, the transition, like the 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 ebb and flow of action and emotion, really work. We're like. Like when uh, he's doing the chase and he has to like dodge the the sheep and then he's caught in that courtyard and he gets cornered mm. and like Madeline Swan's like freaking out and he's just like not doing anything and they're <laughs> shooting him and he like knows the windows won't break but he's, but he's just testing like, her. He's testing her. Yeah. And he goes and he's like, all right. And he flips the switch and the Gatling guns come out. Yeah! And he does the fucking donut. That was awesome. I was like, this is fucking Even when he so dodged cool. those sheep, I thought those sheep were going to be way more yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah. So he just for turned. A, for, a second, I thought, <laughs> for a second, I thought he was just going to plow through the sheep. I'm yeah. like, this this bond doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's weird because they set up a big thing fuck that like sheep. Uh, someone like Blofeld can call people and like make them do stuff. So I thought that was going to be a bigger thing. 
because mm. uh, like it felt yeah, like it was going to yeah. be like a thing where it's like wherever Bond goes, people will turn against him. Like the world is against Bond, mm. but that just never comes back because of the nanobots. The nano damn nanobots. Those damn nanobots. Nanobots versus the smart. Blood. Okay, now it's time to go back to the first scene. <laughs> yes. Okay. What do you like about David? Oh, I'm talk- not talking about the first scene. I'm talking about that first twenty minutes. Yeah. No. He's. Oh. Like, he's- yeah. 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 Not the first scene in particular. I agree. It's like. It was good. I really like the cinematography of the childhood scene where it's like all these big sweeping uh, shots of the world, uh, yeah. especially that shot where she's running on the ice and he's like slowly walking after. I think it's like beautiful. And even the way she's when she's caught under the ice and she's like, that was a sweet it, shot. It's a sick shot. And he's just like looking at her. That was so disturbing in like a good way. Yeah. And I'm confused because then he shoots at her. I th- but, but he's, he's just breaking the ice. Yeah, it really. Oh. Lo- yeah, I'm with you. Where I was yeah. like, it looked like, I he was trying, like he's trying to hit her. I thought he was trying to kill her. Yeah, or maybe he's just like letting leting Jesus take the wheel, and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna try to hit her. I'm not gonna he try not to hit her. Yeah, just <laughs> blind fire. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. That, they were so close. They to were her. so close. Yeah, yeah. It didn't it felt confusing? It almost looked like divine intervention. Like how are those yeah. not hitting her? Yeah. yeah, I like that mask though. I thought that was a, a creepy mask, and like when it have breaks, we seen that mask before? Uh, I don't believe so. I'm okay. sure it's a traditional mask. For I think something they had else. like a. I saw like a trailer clip from Spectre recently, and I think they had a similar mask, but it was like it was just like a white mask. It wasn't like okay. the same type of like Japanese design yeah. or whatever. I like I love that twist too when he's like kills a mom and then she hides, and you think that like she's just helpless under the bed, and he like walks up, goes away. The Tamagotchi rings, which I don't really know why that alerts him to her, but she jumps out and shoots him that I was, was like, a sweet twist I was like nice good job bro. that was yeah. awesome yeah you know, these movies always have that where like just something unexpected little girls with guns <laughs> I, I actually still thought like Bond was gonna show up and save her or something oh, even yeah. though I, I should have known from the Tamagotchi and stuff that they were in the, the 80s, 80s but yeah right. but yeah I was not expecting her to shoot yeah it was good it was, was good and then he, was good. when he wakes up you're like oh god oh god when he, like, she puts oh, him yeah. on the ice yeah okay that I, whole sequence is good are you gonna talk about some nitpicks right now because I was going to hold, because I also have nitpicks about this at very moment. Well, we're here. I don't know. No, I just, just hold. I'm just always confused as to how so many characters in these Bond movies can get shot multiple times and just be fine. So at that point in the movie, I figured that it was like whatever caused his skin affliction, which was the poison, like gave him some kind of like resistance, greater, greater resistance to death. Adamantium bones. Oh, I wasn't going there at all. I just thought, oh, she hit a non-vital we it's don't know possible. where he where he got yeah, shot it's fine i thought he was really like wearing a vest it. or something oh, maybe. and like maybe one of the things hit his leg and that's i don't know and that knocked him out <laughs> yeah i like the transition into the modern day uh but yeah my my big praise is more the italy sequence i've i freaking love it and yeah, when he like just, grabs her and like puts her on the train and he's just like you'll never see me again dang. and she's just like cold in shock and then i love the reversal of like the train trope because normally someone's on the train and the person runs after the train yeah, yeah and he just stands there and she's running on the train ah. to follow him i was like that's a cool little reversal I didn't think yeah. about that. and then it jumps into the it's title hard to sequence. refresh like a, a cliche like that i know it's cool and like it didn't feel forced it just felt like that's how it would happen yeah and then the the way the title sequence comes up is very reminiscent of the dr no title sequence oh. uh those circles that's like what the start of the dr no one was and i was like that's pretty cool that's then, pretty cool so little the, full circle And moment. you were like, oh, maybe Saffin's going to be Dr. No. Well, that was one of the hints when I was like kind of processing was like, oh, it's interesting that they did that. And I I was wrong. I was so grateful when he died. I was like, thank God. <laughs> thank fucking God. Uh, going back to how uh, Bond was kind of shown to be a dick at the beginning, it actually tracks. Like you saying that that's intentional, I think tracks with what I perceive to be Bond's arc. I think he has an arc in this film. Yeah. And that totally tracks because at the beginning, he is emotionally closed off, right? Uh, she tries to get him to go and like let go of the past, go visit that grave, get over this woman, and then we can have a future together. Yep. And he resists it. He goes and tries it. He tries it. And I wait. This, he tries what? He tries to let go of the past. He goes and he burns 
the forgive me the forgive me thing the that wish yeah. at her grave and then what happens he's he's t- from his perspective punished for doing that yeah mm. you know i had a friend who is like never tried to get in relationships total playboy all the time he finally got in a relationship she cheated on him oh like no never again now he's damaged forever this is exactly what happened in this movie like he opens himself up and then he finds out she betrayed me no bond you can't trust anyone in this world and then he has to i'm going to live in jamaica by myself which is a my cool hut well that's where ian fleming lived was in jamaica when he wrote all the books he had a golden eye estate that's what the movie's named after like golden eye uh and so i thought i think that's a callback to well 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 but then by the end of the movie, he uh, he is cares well, enough. He cares enough that he he just he sacrifices. Himself. He'll kill himself rather than be stuck in a relationship. Then hurt somebody else. No, no, but he can't be st- in a relationship. It's like he he's yeah, always I I been. Well, I, I like that, and it's like I think the the metaphor or like the image is a little heavy handed. Where it's like he was always an island. He was always a lone wolf. But when he finds out, like he can't be in connection with in relationship with people anymore. When he can't have that connection like the, what's the point of living especially well particularly those two those yeah, yeah his, for his sure. wife and and daughter, daughter. it is it, his daughter it is, David, right? i feel like you're picking up with uh, what uh carrie fukunaga is putting down here i certainly feel like he no w- man is an island except for james bond except for james bond until he's not he realizes he needs relationship <laughs> well there is actually a shot earlier in the movie of him in a raft completely alone oh yeah it's after the cia boat sinks yeah when and that's great visual storytelling because yeah. he's not part of MI6. He's not part of the CIA. Yeah. He's retired. He has no one. He, it's just literally himself. no one. He's just, the only problem with that shot is it doesn't last long enough. I know. They should have had like a little bit more of this because you just hear the horn seconds. and then it's the cargo Yeah, this cargo movie ship. needs more longer shots. Yeah. Yeah. It's Neville almost New three hours. We, we should, we'll talk about what should have been cut later, but uh, let's stay on the positive train for now. Okay. Uh, I really liked the how complex it was in that first third. Yep. It was the perfect level of being like, something's going on here. I don't know quite what. So, okay, that guy doesn't work for that guy who's the third party i don't know and yeah. it all kind of revealed mm-hmm. itself totally that was perfect well even like when I, I i really wish that they hadn't revealed so much about rami malik's character in the trailers i think that was a bit of a bummer like when uh the doctor gets the call from him you're like okay i know who this i know who this is when he kills madeline swan's not parents. me I, do we, yeah no fair fair don't watch trailers um, boycott trailers but i wish that we knew less about him same with like uh, when he's in Madeline Swan's office and he's like, I have the memory box and opens it. And you're like, duh. You're like, yeah, yeah, you knew that was going to be. Uh, whereas it'd be cool if it was like you had no idea. But anyways, but, but the thing is, I didn't see the trailer. I, you still know that's going to be the mask. That's fair. So wait, when you you didn't see the trailer, when you saw the initial scene with him wearing the mask, were you like, oh, that's going to be the main bad guy? Uh, I've, by, probably by the end of all that. Oh, yeah. But like not not explicitly. Not like, oh, yeah, there's the mask guy. Because oh, we're not reinducing. We're, we aren't shown Safin until like midway through the movie or whatever, yeah. when, he meet, when he meets back up with Madeline. Yeah, it was uh, like, I watched the trailer eight months ago or whatever, because this movie was going to come out in 2020 at yeah. some point. So I, the things I remembered from the trailer is like, I know that this Malik dude who played Freddie Mercury's in it, and then he's disfigured. I know that, uh, like I saw the beginning of the trailers when they're on that bridge in Italy. And oh, yeah. He jumps, jumps with the rope. So I had recognized that. Mm-hmm. And when he hides from the, the car. But that was about it, and I had forgotten enough that I was sitting there wondering, like, who is this mysterious third party? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, the Scar, the Scar yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. He's in this movie. Yeah. So it was enough distance. Because yeah. I, like, I like that sequence when, yeah, you don't really understand how Spectre and Rami Malek are interplaying. And he's like, he's like, Spectre thinks they need you. Like, he gets the phone call with the, the directive, and you're like, oh, this is interesting. Uh, and then when he fakes, when he has the, the the gene sequencing thing, and he's putting it in the the... the 
this briefcase and he's getting the weaponized version and he switches out the USB stick at the last moment. I'm like, Ooh, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, and then, but you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm so used to Spectre being on top of everything. Like they're like so all seeing that I didn't right. quite understand that like they got, they were betraying Spectre. Yeah, that was awesome. And then when the, like the, the Blofeld voiceover is like, like Bond, this is just for you. Everybody else, don't worry. And then everyone else starts dying and Bond is okay. You're like, yeah. okay, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and at that the- point, M is being so shady that you don't know, yeah. is it M? Because I thought for, there was a second there where, uh, and double, the new 007 is there as yep. well. There was a moment there where I was like, oh, this movie is about how James Bond is redundant and useless. And, and like MI6 is just doing all this stuff without him. They yeah. don't need him. Then it didn't turn it out didn't to be that. Right. But, and I'm glad. But I wonder that for a second. Although, yeah, yeah. although you could, I mean, if he let... 007 get away with Oberchev. It might have been. Everything probably would have been fine. I know. I was like, oh, wow. He's really not letting her go. He shoots <laughs> yeah, her like zipline. She had him. She was on the on yeah. the route away. And then he like shot out her, her and line. And maybe that's part of his character growth. It's still pretty early in the movie that like he has to do it. He has to win. It, but he like, can't let her go. And like they're having the, their, their ego battle. Because no, for him, it's personal. For sure, for sure. But I just mean on the theme of like whether the world needs Bond. It's no, like not. apparently not because he's just screwing everything up at this point. <laughs> Stop it. How about yeah. Anna de Armas? Oh, oh, man. She was awesome. She was I love great. her so it's much. It's such a shame that she was in it for so short. Well, she'll time. be in the next one. And hopefully she'll stay uh, maybe. longer. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? They use well, that's that what character- they set up with that, that line, right? That's he's true. Like, come, he says, come back again and stay longer next time. That's true. It's, I could well, see I that. I know, but he's dead now. But it might be the next one. And bond. it's probably going to be a reboot unless they're like, oh, Nomi is the next 007, which I hope not. And she's back in Cuba. Nomi is Lashana Lynch. Oh, okay. Uh, the 007. We'll see. We'll see. I, I hope that they, they have done carryover characters. Like Judy Dench is carryover M from the Brosnan days. So they, they've done carryover actors and characters. Oh, maybe Anna de Armas will be the new Felix Leiter. She maybe. She was awesome. I love that. I think they did a really good job in this movie never going too deep into the like, like, like fighting against the misogyny of the past. But it always felt like pretty authentic. Uh, like when he goes and like she brings him to like the cellar and he's like, oh, I guess we're doing this. And she's yeah. like. No, what the She's fuck? Like, Ew, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, even the things like, oh, like she's like so excited and bubbly because, like, yeah. that's just how she gets by in that world. But it's like, and she's like, I only done three weeks of training, and you're like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? And like, as an audience, you're like, oh my god, they're doing the Bond thing where like the other spies are so incompetent, and it's always Bond that's amazing. Yeah. But then she turns no. out to be so fucking she's a badass. Sick. Well, she specifically says, "I trained for three weeks." Yeah. I didn't say I only. Did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you could interpret true. that to mean like for this mission, I've been training for three yeah, weeks. Yeah, she but was yeah. just magnetic. Oh, she's like, so. She good. looked beautiful and she was so capable beautiful. and hilarious. That kick she did. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, that flying kick, yeah, and then she lands awesome. on the ground and like grabs the gun and shoots the three yeah. dudes. It's so sick. It was like, man, I, th- honestly, the best sequence in the whole film. Yep. Uh, that action sequence. Yep. I but, was I was so into the movie up until that point. But then from there, I like. I also like the when they go to the boat with Phoenix Leiter. Felix Leiter gets shot. Okay, can you tell me about Leiter? Because uh, I didn't see a couple of movies. Like, was he in the last one or something? So he's a he's a recurring character, Royale. and he's been, oh yeah, he wasn't. Well, yeah. Felix is as a yeah. character. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So in in this this series of it, he's in uh, one and two, uh, and he's barely in spec us uh, Quantum of Solace. He's like the U.S. government's kind of fucking over Bond's mission, and. He's like reluctant. He's trying to help Bond, even though like yeah. the government's trying to fuck him over because uh, they're working with Dominic Green. But Felix Leiter as a character is like one of the he's in the first movies in Dr. No. Yeah. And he's been in many, many, many movies. Uh, in fact, License to Kill all happens because um, at Felix Leiter's wedding, the the cartel comes and shoots his or kills his wife and bites off his legs with sharks. Wait, uh, sorry, sorry. What? Felix Leiter's. They, he, they bite off Felix Leiter's, Leiter's legs? legs with shark. Yeah. Oh, so I guess that's not. 
I guess that's not canon in that sense. <laughs> he, could, <laughs> he could return. Yeah. But, um, and so he's a traditional character and he's like always been the American counterpart to Bond and they've been really close and like help each other and stuff. So right. they have a long history in the franchise, but I think in the Daniel Craig ones, they didn't do a great job establishing that they have that relationship. But I just, I accept that like they can't show us everything and that like they, yeah. that, that stuff did happen. We just didn't see it, I guess. It would have been cool. To, I mean, Casino Royale, they did work together a lot. And I yeah. feel like that kind of like sets the the base for the fact that they have a working relationship. For sure. It's not unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and I like that how I love that scene in the club when they're like ha- playing the game. I didn't quite understand the game, but uh, they're having a good time. This The fucking the Book of Mormon boy. Uh, <laughs> Logan Mormon. Ash. Yeah. Lo- Logan Ash. His like smile is like so weird. And like, but you're like, oh, yeah, I guess he's just that, like a cheery I was diplomat so, guy. Like, I was so happy when I saw him. What's the actor's name? Ah, seems oh, like Billy. A, a comedy actor. Billy Magnuson. He's been in a ton of stuff. What is he in? He was like one of the princes in um, Into the Woods. And he's been he's been in a ton of stuff. Okay, sure. But he's like he's he just plays that uh, all American uh character really well and often for laughs and yeah. comedy like he's in yeah. uh what's that what's that movie with jason bateman and they playing the, the game game night or something sure yeah he's hilarious yeah. i like that what they do with that character and i really like how it sets up personal stakes for when they're escaping in norway uh and then he shows up and you're like all right it's a personal battle i don't think they pay that that sequence off quite enough like i wish there was a longer bond versus him fight or something that like really amped up the stakes of their personal relationship but uh, i like his death I do like his death, and I think yeah. it's a pretty sweet bomb where he just like, the, like the car is gonna flip, and he just like pushes it over. Like yeah. that's pretty sick. I thought he was kind of perfect for what he was in the movie. You know, like yeah. I don't think I was looking for more of like who is Logan Ash. It's yeah. like okay, he's clearly just kind of like a a sneaky American double agent Fair. guy, Fair. and I thought he 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 was fine enough for for comedic for yeah. comic relief, especially yeah. that person. He's like, who's your friend? He's like, he smiles too much. <laughs> he's like, I'm just a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I really like that boat sequence too when the betrayal is actually happening where like Bond is like interrogating the doctor and he's like he's like you don't have the authority and he's like you can see like obviously like yeah. he, their their interests are in conflict uh, and then like they actually have the fight and it was a really good tight quarters fight when they're fighting there and like mm. tackling each other and he throws them down the stairs and locks it yeah. uh, and like the escape from the ship I thought was thrilling and he's like Felix gets shot and Bond's like okay I'm gonna go like find us a way out and then the stakes get the fucking rays and sinking and he's like oh how are they gonna do this and he tries to grab him and it shows like his character like he wants to help yeah. felix so he's yeah. not he's different from the 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 bond in casino royale who'd have just left i right. think anybody yeah uh, now he like he cares about these people uh, but then it's like there's no point there's no way he's getting out if he's dr- dragging well felix they removed them. the choice from bond that's though because felix actually just dies so bond leaves because i thought yeah, they were gonna kinda... be like he has to decide to leave him or not but then later on they they use felix's death so much as a reason to hate the villain. Fair. That if it was Bond's choice, that kind of would have muddied that whole thread. I think that's fair. Right. So. I mean, it's clear that, like, he was going to die anyways, even if they yeah. got out of the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. a shot right in the gut. <laughs> he yes. was done. What did you think about the Russian scientist character? Was Yo. A little goofy. I loved him. Oh, good. That's... <laughs> Behind the scenes, before we started recording, I was like going through my notes and I was just laughing out loud periodically <laughs> at my own notes because I thought this guy was so funny. Like <laughs> when he when he gets the call from from Spectre or whatever, they're like, We're gonna we're gonna come kidnap you in a second. And he's like, Okay, well, and he's talking to him. 
And then to hide it from his coworker, he's like, oh, yes, I like animals. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, uh, Apparently I, that dude, that he's a Danish, uh, Danish actor, but he's doing this, like, impeccable... Uh, goofy yeah. Russian accent. He reminds me a lot of the one of the characters from Goldeneye, like the Russian scientist at the satellite station. <laughs> and it's like that's a good Bond thing, like the goofy Russian scientist. Like it's fine. I, I think it worked. He, he worked. He was kind of like tonally on the edge, though. Was, yeah. For me, he didn't like. He almost didn't fit in the world. No, but like I but, thought that's why it works so perfectly because everyone else is so serious and so suave and like like if they're making jokes, it's like a little pun or something, yeah. you know. But then they come in. <laughs> They break into the lab. Yeah. And they're like firing the guns and like everybody out of here, whatever. And all the yeah. scientists are like, oh no, they're trying to get out. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I think it works too because like that the the introduction to that character oh. is his coworkers pranking him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah, that's yeah. such a non-bond thing. But it's like to me, it was like, hey, look at this. This is a window into like the real world. Yeah. And like the rest of the movie is this weird spy world where no one laughs. Yeah. It and was so, like, like it kind of works for it me. It was like a perfect antidote to overdone Marvel humor where every character has to have some sort of one-liner or a quip yeah. at some point. But instead of that, we have this like spy thriller and like international stakes and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then you have that completely, that tension completely cut through with this goofy <laughs> character. But he also feels completely natural in the world. Like yeah. he is, he is this like eccentric Russian scientist and you never, I never, it never took me out of the movie. You know what I want to see is a montage of all the times, all the clips where you have him holding a briefcase with hunched shoulders, trying to like run away with it. <laughs> yeah. I swear, there's probably like 15 minutes of footage of him yeah. being like, you could, you could make a good gif out of that. Yeah, one more, sure. one more line, yeah. one more line where they're like, they're, they're setting up the explosives to kill, to blow up all the nanobots. And they're on the phone with Safin and Safin's like, you don't have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Mr. Safin, they use explosives. <laughs> Like, wow. He's like trying to speak yeah. through the phone. I think what, what I like too is that they, they have a good restraint for when to use him goofily. And then yeah. when they need him to be serious, like when uh, it's him and the other scientists that have to unlock the, the thing, they're not making jokes with him then. It's yeah. like, this is a serious moment. They're going to shoot the other guy in the face. Like this is gravitas. And they don't, they don't undercut it. Like they did in Shang-Chi where it's like, it's really big epic fight. And then it cuts to, 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 to Ben Kingsley, yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm not actually dead. And you're like, in the middle of a really <laughs> epic moment, it's just like, oh, but they don't yeah. do that with him. Which the best moment works. with him, and I've, I'm sorry, I can't remember the specifics, but I, I remember being in the theater and seeing Anna D'Armas' character interact with the Russian guy character, and, and I forget what they said, but it was just the best inter- oh. interaction. I, he did something, and she was just like, what? And then I was just, it was just like these, oh, two, man. these yeah. two goofy characters like colliding with yeah. just like the I don't remember best it either, recipe. but I'm so sad that you don't. I love, I, know, I love the moment where she sees him on like the scaffolding and she just like runs into the scaffolding and it falls down. <laughs> yeah. That was a great, yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, I love that whole sequence is great. That whole Cuba thing was fantastic. Awesome. Nomi, however, she was okay. I didn't She's like, fine. I really didn't like the, I liked when she sees him in the club. I think that's a cool, cause like we knew that yes. that's the other double. That's so I, I didn't like, know. Oh yeah, fair enough. I no, no, I didn't know until he knew. And so when she's first spotted, I was just like, damn, yeah, sweet. This chick's hot. And then, and then I was like, <laughs> whoa, did, did, is there ever like a Bond? Does Bond, is the Bond girl ever like actually black or is Halle Berry the closest? Uh, they never had dark Not that I'm like calling Halle Berry not yeah, no, but they, they, they know, what, I'm, they you know what I mean. Like, I know what you, yeah. you know. Dark, what skin, dark skinned skin. black person. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then it turned out to be Bond, and I was like, or Double Seven. I was like, even better. Yeah. She has though a f- a forcefulness 
that isn't like James Bond. Mm. Like she's like fucking athletic and kicks a yeah. lot of ass, and she had like an awesome flying kick as well. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> less, more brawly than Bondy and Tim. All the girls get me, one flying kick. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys remember when uh, Judy Dench had hers? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, she did? No, that was an axe kick. I yeah. I really liked her introduction. I thought that was like mysterious and kind of like playing on the tropes of yeah. the Bond girl, and then turns yeah, out the Bond girl is Bond or yeah, is double, double seven. seven. And uh, so I thought that was a good reveal, but I think that like right off the bat, I, I thought it was a mistake to make her so confrontational with him yeah. so early. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, but I, that paid off so nicely. It How? did pay off. Later on when she, she requests that he become 007 again. That's such a stupid moment. I liked no, it. No, I liked it because it was like, no, it's she, so she dumb. respected him. What I thought was going to happen was that he later was going to pass it back, pass the torch back yeah. and be like, no, you are 007. Okay. And, and that was yeah. going to be the send off, so, but that yeah. never happened. So this is probably like, I don't know. This is just me not being a huge, huge Bond fan. But like, I just feel like the idea of these code names are stupid. Like. Like, yeah. like it's fine for you to have a code name and it's like oh you've been 007 the whole time but then let's like okay there's a new 007 but then at the end she's like daddy Bond can play as 007 for this game <laughs> like you can have the good I, I didn't find name. it that way I think it I, you I can have the it. good sticker and it's like such an icon of that character like 007 is just, like so important like who cares they who's care like, they're uh, British people people you know? care Ego. I and I mean like they're the it's not even just about the number it's about Acknowledging that they respect each other enough. Yeah, and so for, so I would for that. I obviously like that beat, that yeah. story beat of her showing that she has come to respect him, and that's fine. I just thought that using that for that beat was just kind of cheesy and stupid. Sure, worked but, for me. I I thought that there were parts of the movie where she was kind of sidelined, but then I remembered, yeah, there's probably another hour and a half of this. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably end up working together in the third act, and they do a bit. Yeah, but I don't Not know. Really. It kind of it didn't set her up as. Like I'm not for sure sitting here like oh yeah the next Bond movie is no, going to definitely feel, be her no. and she's going to kick think, ass no. and she would the need, franchise yeah she would need a war- I need like a one more warm up movie I think before I feel like she's ready yeah it, it, but maybe it, not well especially and that's what I'm saying like if they were going to bring her back as 007 I think that it's just like a weird decision to have her come in here and as like a representation of the whole like controversy over because like it's a kind of a meta situation where the movie is self-aware about the conversations that are going on about Bond and like whether uh, it shouldn't be like a white straight man anymore and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I feel like as a representation of that controversy, it's a little too like, oh yeah, you want Bond to change? Well, guess what? He's changing anyway, yeah. so deal with it. Yeah, it's th- like, okay, well, I really like it in the you're context- going to turn people off that way. Yeah, I really like it in the context of this movie where it's like he, like James Bond kind of represents the audience like seeing- the the filmmakers wrestle with the thing like she represents kind of like that that conversation yeah but because bond still exists in this movie it works but i i don't know how people will respond if she does become the main character i just feel like i, I feel thought like, she was cool I you know like, she's great she's great i thought it would have been better if she didn't come off as so like confrontational with him like i i would have i would have appreciated some like uh back and forth obviously mm-hmm. some like kind of like subtle tension yeah but she was just kind of like, oh, you're an old man. You're just yeah. mad. I got your code name, huh? <laughs> Fuck well, you, And dude. she just she doesn't really have a, a huge hero moment at no. any point, I don't think. Like, there's no moment where I'm like, oh, well, man, she, she saved the, the fucking day. She kills, uh, what's his name? Orbachev, the, 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 the scientist. Which I, I after, liked. After he comes out as a 
uh, huge explicit racist. Uh, that <laughs> was a part, little bit that was clumsy. It was a little yeah. clumsy. It, it was, was like cringe. I friend. could kill your whole race. Okay, all yeah, right, let's you're kill trying you to bargain for, for your life, and that's yeah. what you're gonna fucking do. Also just, <laughs> to me, it was just too on the nose. To like, you know what? People really, really hate racism right now. So why don't we just have like this awesome raw raw moment where they yeah. kill the racist? Yeah, guy. it was weird because like, there was no setup for it. Racism like, hasn't been cool my entire life. Yeah, like yeah. why now it's really not cool. It's never been really. I don't yeah. know. It just comes off as cringe. Like it's a little pandery. Yeah. Yeah. I like though when they the bodies land in the water and like they disintegrate and everyone everyone there like farming the whatever start freaking out. I was like, they didn't know that would happen. I was no, I think it's just like that means that it's like spreading. Like once the body disintegrates, it's in the air or something. I didn't. Yeah, but they're all I didn't protected. Get that. They have and hazmat also, suits. Also, that na- those nanobots are not uh, like coded to DNA or whatever, so they'll just kill everybody. Is that yeah? The why idea? did they kill him? I didn't get that. I think that's what it is. It's also, like you have to code them to DNA and then. They are only lethal to one person and not lethal I guess. to anybody else. Oh, by I, I, default, they're lethal to everybody? Oh, yeah, maybe. maybe. So maybe, uh. yeah, maybe in the water, they're, it's like the, the base form. I have to say, this is like big plot hole that really annoyed me. It's just, it's just on my mind. Um, why did Mal- Madeline Swan need to give Blofeld the nanobots? Bond had them in him. And this they is were, what I was going to yeah, ask you. And they you were already what? targeted towards Spectre. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, okay, because so, okay, in the scene with Blofeld, there's, she's walked in there with this, what kind of looks like perfume she rubbed on her wrist, but it's, it's the nanobots. Yeah. And then uh, Bond grabs her wrist and the camera shows it. Yeah. His hand is touching where she rubbed the nanobots yes. on. And then later he uses her, his hand to choke Blofeld, passing the nanobots onto Blofeld. Yes. However, Bond should have already had the nanobots on him because when he's at the Cuban ball with all the Spectre people, he stands under the spray of nanobots. Yeah, but we don't know that Blofeld's DNA was in there. Why wouldn't but it the- targeted all Spectre. I mean, and I all the Spectre so. agents die. Like I think you're right. Like there is an explanation where it's like, oh, he knew that Blofeld wasn't there, so he didn't target him. But it's also like, why not just target him? <laughs> I don't know. I it, feel like it would have been more of a, it would have been more of a, uh, I don't know, chore to explain that that like, oh, you see, Bond already has the nanobots on him, and Blofeld's DNA. No, was in there, no I don't think so. You, you just like, don't talk about it, and then he grabs him, and then he dies, and then well, and then you have the conversation. Then like. Oh, you had the yeah, nanobots exactly. targeting He just him. looks at his hand and he's like, like Cuba. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are one word. I don't know. I feel like that's that's too far away of a connection in time. No, but then you get to cut 10 minutes out of this movie. <laughs> because we don't need Safin to meet with Madeline? Or? Yeah, and you don't. We, need, uh, well, we like do that. need that. You need that. I that's fair. That's and fair. That's, and that's uh, the counterpoint. That, yeah, like, that's like we, we need that scene. Yeah, that but, is a good scene. I don't know. He's weird. I didn't think you about that. You can't say that about him. And then you're like, yeah, he's weird. He's weird. Uh, the Blofeld. like the assistant as Madeline Swan's walking up the stairs, or the other like, doctor, oh, oh, about Bond? the cleaner, or, yeah, about Safin. He's like, "Oh, you have a new patient. He's weird." <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's saying he's weird because he's like creepy or something. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he is creepy. You can't say people with mental problems are creepy. He has more than <laughs> mental problems. You can't so. say anything about anyone, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Except um, me. Everyone can light me up in the comments. Go for it. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. So one thing I was confused about. Wait, maybe not. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Safin. Okay. He sucks. Yeah, I was not. I was, I mean, honestly, I was like, I was giving the movie the benefit of the doubt and thinking that he had some sort of depth to him. Yeah. Like, obviously, his whole family died. It's a traumatic origin story. And he was poisoned, I guess. And that, like, disfigured him and all this stuff. But, like, what do you want? Okay. Yeah. This is the question. Because when you say he sucks, I think that the portrayal the acting was good yep i, agree. I think that the production design the scars and shit that was all cool it was all right I, pretty cheesy i think having his I parents just, be poisoners getting poisoned and like that's yeah the, that that's, backstory that's is cool. his, his motivation for the revenge yeah. that's all cool the thing the only part where i'm like wait so 
why does he want to kill everyone in the whole world? Yes. Yeah. Like, because everyone wants to die. Yeah, what? what? So <laughs> everyone like, wants oblivion. The movie has what? to go through, like, they go through the trouble of having a little scene where he explains his whole motivations. And after that whole explanation, I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what I, do you want? My TLDR is like, oh, okay, uh, he's a crazy person. Okay. I know you yeah. want to kill people, but like, why? Yeah. Because everyone wants oblivion. What do you mean? Based on what? I. Because I wanted to, and that's why I was happy when my parents died. Wait, oh, uh, uh <laughs> it just is like, there's so many, yeah. it just doesn't well, make I, logical I think, sense. Like, it sucks because we had a lot of villains that are, they've done a good job tying into personal stakes. And I think the yes. movie just tried to do that with the Madeline Swan thing, but I think they really overestimated how much people cared about Madeline Swan at the beginning of the movie. Because I think they, she's the love interest in Spectre. But like, I didn't give a fuck about her at the end of that. I did care about her by the end of this movie. I think oh, yeah. they did a really good job connecting me to her. But like, the fact that her and him are connected means nothing to me until like right at the end, and it's already too late for me to care about him. Mm. And so there's a personal connection, but it's all intellectual, not emotional, until way too late. I think like 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 we say, there is a good basis there, but yeah. then the movie just blows past it. Yeah. Once he achieves his revenge, then he still wants to kill millions of people for no reason, and yeah. it's like okay, well. You know, that would fly in an older Bond movie where you're, there's just a bad guy who wants domination. to blow up the world or, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, like, why does this guy want a new world order or just to kill? I mean, he doesn't even say new world order. He just says people want to die, so I'm going to kill them. Why do you want that based on the fact that your parents were poisoned? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't quite we work. We needed a bit more logic to it, like, especially after we're used to all these li these villains like Thanos Infinity War, and even in this franchise itself, there are villains where well, we understand their motivations. We did Skyfall two weeks ago, and it's yeah. like, we really get Silva. Like, right. we, it's like, maybe it's a little bit clunky in some places, but like, I really understand what he wants. Yeah, it's like the, the standards have raised for villains, and this is just yeah. like, let's inject this old school. Yeah, yeah. just a vague malice. Well, like, and like, yeah. I want to uh, control you, lady, yeah. you're mine. Yeah. We also, need, we need an accent. We need a scar. Yeah. We need a tragic an backstory. Island. An, yeah. island. an island. Yeah. And like all those things are good. It's like nice they do the bond service, but one more time. How did he get the money? How did he get all the the soldiers? Yeah, and it's how did he outsmart what was set up as like the most threatening organization Hydra. in history? Yeah, yeah. Hydra. And like I I think it's really cool and brave that they just fucking kill Spectre in this movie. And I mean like whatever they knew they were going to do a hard reboot. That's but, another um, yeah. But like it's like. I don't know. It, just, it felt weird how easily he di he single-handedly dispatches Spectre. The well, entirety of Spectre. With Project yeah. Heracles. I guess that was the way. Yeah. Yeah. But so like, he have been part of Spectre or something. Yeah, something. He should have had some kind of like axe to grind with Blofeld. Other, well, well other he, than his parents dying. But, but, but something like where he wants to assume power. The, the revenge does has, is disconnected from him wanting to assume power. True. Yeah. And I think that would make it a little bit better. Yeah, that'd be interesting if like his target was Blofeld and he killed all the elites of Spectre, but then he inherited all of the the, the power, the infrastructure and the power and like the the soldiers and stuff. The spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. The bills, the payroll. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah you got, got the, the overhead. Google, got the Google logins. <laughs> um, ah, oh, what was I gonna say? I'm gonna say something. Oh, hey, hey, hold on. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. I uh, hold on to that. Hold on to that. Um, yeah, I did think it was really anticlimactic. That Spectre, who's the big bad of this whole arc, is just killed immediately. Yeah. And then what's in its place? A, nothing, a guy without a logo. A nothing burger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even have a squid logo. Yeah. It felt like, it's funny, I feel like this movie has a little bit of Last Jedi energy for Bond fans, where it's mm. like, we really want to surprise people by like undercutting the tradition and like yeah. really flipping it on its head. And like, I can appreciate it because it is cool. Like, 
they kill Blofeld in this movie. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it's just, it doesn't feel like they give Blofeld the respect he deserve. Uh, mm. so. Yeah, he know. died pretty unceremoniously. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> he kind, of off, kind of off screen. He was like already dead by the time the camera pans back over. Yeah. I didn't even, so I looked this up after the fact. I didn't even know that Blofeld's supposed to be like, I mean, I guess they talk about this in one of the movies, in Quantum maybe, but like Blofeld's supposed to be oh, Bond's foster brother yeah. or something. Yeah. Or like Blofeld's real father adopted, adopted. Bond yeah. for a bit. That's Inspector, so that's a retcon because Blofeld was always the villain in yeah. in the past James Bond. Not always, but in many movies. Um, but Inspector, they retconned him to be yeah his foster brother, and it sucks, right? It sucks because I'm like, what? What do you and mean? And it's good they didn't, they didn't talk about it in this movie. They mentioned right? it. They mentioned it. Okay. They said at I least think, you're not related. Yeah. I really think he did way better as Blofeld than this one because he's way. He's way more underspoken and he kind of like ramps into being like and insane, insane. And he, but he starts really low energy and he builds. Yeah. Whereas in the previous one, he was, he's at insane to start. He's right. like, he's just Christoph Waltz. Whereas this one, I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, he's yeah, creepy. Yeah. What's going to happen? And I like, liked him. His yeah. performance is good in this yeah. one. Yeah. They do do the brother thing is sort of a setup for him to say, Oh, you're not related. You don't have a brother or something. And then he's like, I did have a brother. His name was Felix or something. Mm. And that oh, was that cool was moment. a good little yeah. reversal. That yeah. was nice. Yep. Yeah. Okay, as we're going through different characters, how about that like uh, sub boss henchman with the eye and like <laughs> I wrote down he's like hilariously evil looking. Yeah, he's like kind of good looking, but like kind of weird eyes, yeah. and then he's got like a kind of a douche weird haircut. Yeah. He's just like perfectly yeah, I don't like you. I really <laughs> liked his design. Yeah, I think he's a good villain. The first time you see him when he takes his glass off and he looks over the bridge, he has like crazy stank yeah. face. He's like, oh, I, I laughed it. out loud, but at the same time, it was like a good. Like I was, I laughed out loud because it was so Bondian to have yeah. this like, yeah. like sort of eccentric looking henchman guy. Yeah, you're like, yeah. you're not gonna die first, but you're not gonna survive either. I, and I laughed, I laughed out loud at first because I thought he was doing like a weird face, but then it, like the camera kind of continues pushing in, and I'm like, is that a fake eye? And then later it pops out, and I'm like, oh, oh. nice. And it's cool that the it comes back. Like at the party, they're just walking around with the eye. Yeah, I like that. Who was that guy working for? Did Spectre. He- He's a Spectre person. Yeah, but he, he, he was up, a Spectre person, but then he, he jumped oh, ship. Yeah, he right? jumped ship to yeah. Safin. That why. wasn't clear to me because at the beginning he's a Spectre person. By the end, he's hanging out with Safin as his like main yeah. dude. Well, Madeline says to him, "It's like you think Safin will treat you any better than Spectre or something, or I don't know, or, or you think Safin will be kinder to you than he was to your former employer." Yeah, or something I kind of like missed that, that yeah. whole yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I like how she escapes herself. Yeah, she's not like rescued. Yeah, it's a pretty good. I wrote in the synopsis that he Bond rescues her, but then I was like, oh no, wait, no, she escapes herself, and so does the kid. And it's pretty clever too. She's like, do you know what this does? It blinds you, and so like it gets in his head, and he's like, oh, and then she just throws it. But does it? Does you know what I should do? Get really close to you. Yeah. After you told me that it blinds <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, that was fair, fair. I got one good eye. Yeah. What do you guys think of that? Uh, I mean, you probably didn't in the trailer that when they drop the like bomb-looking thing through the elevator and it shoots the things, it, they make it seem in the trailer like it's like a super explosive, like it blows uh. up the whole building. But it's just magnets. Like, what do you guys think of that? It does look like an explosive. Oh, it was just a little sci-fi cool. thing. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, whatever. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> Over Jeff going down and he like st- <laughs> he's like falling. He's like, nah. He's like magnets. It's just so like over him. the top. I love it. Yeah. What do you guys think of the title oh. sequence and the title song? I didn't like the title. The title sequence was okay. I was, was hoping, okay. I was hoping that the song once I saw it with the title sequence that it would like connect mm. and it didn't didn't really like the song's okay it just never feels like it hits the like the 10 point like it doesn't feel like the energy gets there yeah well it's I mean, pretty mellow it's it, interesting tidbit about this i watched the uh 
the Billie Eilish documentary. I think it was on Apple TV Plus. It's a Disney documentary. Plus. I thought it was on Disney. No, Plus. the Disney. Plus or you is mean the like the live album? Thing. Oh no, the live album thing's on Disney yeah. Plus. That uh, thing sucks. I, no, what? I stopped watching it after ten minutes. I was uh, like, this is so boring. You suck. I like it. <laughs> But the, but sh- there's a whole documentary about her and her brother and their music writing process on Apple TV Plus and watch that whole thing and it was amazing. Um, and it covers them composing the song at one point. And uh, you say that the song like doesn't have the energy or whatever, which is funny because while they were composing the song, her brother is like, "You should belt like because Billie Eilish's whole thing is like the whisper singing, singing. down here, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and he's like." You should let it out, like with your diaphragm, you know. Blah. And she's like, "No, I don't sound good when I do that." She, she never wants to like fully let go, and like go go hard at, yeah. with like the high registers. Um, and so the whole song is just her singing st- she, still with this. She, she goes up a little gets bit there, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but and the song sort of goes there, like when the orchestration comes in and it's like da 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 da, and it's like building. Yeah, that's cool. But I'm like, oh, Hans Zimmer's just doing the heavy lifting, right? right. Uh, <laughs> I've killed it in this movie. It's a great soundtrack because yeah. it's there's a lot of like traditional especially early on like the kind of 60s guitar oh uh, yeah, yeah and stuff like that there's a really amazing music cue when m and james on meet by the river and they're having their first conversation but they're kind of getting along it's mm. uh it's the theme song from on her majesty's secret service uh and so i was like oh. i was like that's a cool callback um and it's also and then so tied to that the credit song is also the song louis armstrong wrote for On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, and then, what's the line they say? Oh, like, there's plenty of time to die. Or there's like, there, well, you'll have plenty of time. Like, uh, uh, we'll never run out of time. That's the line he says to Tracy when she's dead in his arms. Oh. And so it's like this big full circle moment of taking that movie uh, and kind of like fitting it into this one. Yeah. I, I was like, that's pretty Lots good. Of little that's some treats. pretty good shit. Lots of little treats for long, long time Bond fans. Yep. For yep, sure. Yep. I have a several, I have several like, just little questions that were in the movie that I need you guys just to remind me. Sure. So at the beginning, um, there's like the phone call that kind of tells Bond. Or no, no, it's not the phone call. It's the weird looking evil one eye guy who's like, she's the daughter of Spectre. She's the daughter of Blofeld. She'll um, always be one. Yeah. Is that what does he what does he say specifically there? She was she'll always be a daughter of Spectre. OK, so that's not wrong, right? Cause no, because her, her dad, dad was Spectre. OK. But it's she's not really Inspector anymore. But it's meant to like make him suspicious, I guess. Like they're just trying to troll him, yeah. and gaslight him and screw yeah. him up, right? Okay. Uh, what were Felix's last words? I couldn't hear them. He just said something, and then Bond's like the best, and then <laughs> and then he dies. And I was like, what did he say? It's been a good ride, or like it's been a good. I don't know. I'm not. A yeah, remember. something like that. I don't know. IMAX. I mean, sometimes. it yeah. it good runner, good ride. Good riddance. We got, <laughs> yeah, you suck, Bond. Uh, we got confirmation from uh, Madeline that Matilda's Bond's kid. Did we? Yes, but this is so confusing to me because she says she's not yours twice. At yes, and at some point, Safin starts just referring to her as Bond's, Bond's daughter, daughter, and then he refers to her as Bond's daughter in front of Bond, and Bond doesn't react at all. And then at the end, she's like, "Matilda's yours." And he's like, oh, and it's like, wait, 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 when was the actual reveal yeah. to Bond that Matilda is? Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of like a soft, slow reveal. Yeah, and, uh, I was so confused. It, it, it rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, well, shouldn't there be like some sort of recognition on his part? That's like, I'm a father. Well, he, at the end, at the end, when he's like, she's like, she's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen or whatever. She's perfect. It's like, oh, yeah, she comes from you. She, yeah, says you're right. You're her. right. Um. But she says, but like, yeah. at that point, you know, Safin has already said many, many, many yeah. times that she's Bond's daughter yeah. and he has not reacted. So yeah. I'm just like, eh, what? 
Yeah. What's that? What do you guys think of the inclusion of the kid? It's very stakes raising. It's not very Bondian though. It's Seeing James Bond all. hold a kid in his arms, I'm like, that's weird. Well, I, I liked know. it. I liked it. I don't hate it. I mean, you guys are dads. It, yeah. I mean, as soon as there's a car chase and there's a kid in the car, it's just like so different. Yeah. But it also was immersion breaking for me. Like basically every scene with that kid, I was like, also, that kid would be screaming. Yeah. yeah like, I, nonstop crying. But nobody wants to listen to half yeah, an crying. I had the exact like, same note. She's stoic. Well, she said, um, Madeline has told her like basically her whole life apparently that like, hey, if you hear somebody, you need to hide. I don't know. Maybe she kind of has this sort of like fight or flight instinct they do they I mean do they cast shoot live shooter drills they every week they chose a kid who's kind of like so, they she just, is she's cute, kind of silent all the cute way as hell she's cute as hell but she she's just kid. kind of always a little silent and yeah and stoic i guess but yeah. it doesn't matter when she, when you look at your mother and your mother is screaming you will cry her mom wasn't screaming when they get separated she's like no Matilda, yeah, but, like mm. you will cry if your mom gets ripped from your clutches cr- and she's screaming the baby is going to effing maybe cry. she just doesn't uh you know she's not feeling the emotion super strong maybe she's i think it's just what are you talking about she's like four years old yeah. all they are is emotion i think it's just for the convenience of the movie because i think james it is. is right it's like it would be very obnoxious if the whole time she was screaming and yeah. also you just can't you can't like get the kid she's no. an actor who's five like hey can no. you ball your eyes right now like yeah. <laughs> what if we uh, don't give you lunch? Like, yeah. then will you? Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any I sense. I don't know. I feel, no. yeah, I feel like uh, it didn't bother me that much. It's fine. But I was thinking when in the car chase, when she like, there's a shot of like the kid looking out the window at the SUVs, like bumping into them and stuff. I'm like, this would be traumatizing for her. I'm like, she's going to remember this when she's older. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like that sequence. It's like kind of simple. And there's a couple times where I'm like, Oh, those car crashes feel weird. Like when he knocks one and it flips over and then it kind of rolls back into their car. I was like, Ooh, that didn't look like it went right. <laughs> mm. uh, there's a, I like that sequence. That highway in Norway is so cool. looking. Yeah. yeah. Like that big bridge. Yeah. That's that was sick. wicked. I was like, Oh man, the, uh, the set, uh, or what do you call it? Location scouters did a good job. Really there. Good job. No Find a cool bridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, even I, I just like the, like the buildup of the tension because like i like that reveal when it's this said that 007 is going after ash mm. uh and then you find out where she is and she's like right near bond and you're like she's bond is, bond is like i thought she was trailing ash and it's like she is they all yeah, put yeah. it together like, at the oh! same time <laughs> yeah it's a great moment and then yeah. they're like on the highway and then the two big suvs go by and they just go by and you're like oh that's not good creepy and though they go by so close to each other yeah and then they, t- they you see them back and you're like oh we're, we're going for we're, yeah. we're on baby yeah oh, that's a great that. sequence i and i especially love the uh man in the forest um when so they go to hide in the oh, forest yeah, yeah. and then all the guys are kind of coming after them but like it's foggy and dark and i'm like oh there's some real like you're trapped in here with me vibes the winch <laughs> like the winch thing around the thing and the, yeah. when the motorcycle gets like clotheslined by it, that oh. looked painful as a, fuck yeah but oh. i mean he's dead i mean i don't yeah. know no like, but he shoots him he shoots him oh sure there. but uh yeah no i just love that it was like almost like horror yeah. sort of vibes where it's like james bond is the monster yeah. i had to laugh though because <laughs> he's getting chased by those two suvs and then they go around the corner and it just seems like every single time there's a chase in a bond movie this happens suddenly now there's also guys on bikes <laughs> and, and the helicopters like there's always guys on I bikes know. it's yeah. always like it's always like okay there's two user, wait is this what you're saying yeah like, like there's two t- people chase them and now there's an army chasing yeah. them yeah <laughs> it's like all right okay how are we gonna take out bond guys all right how are we gonna do this all right first wave go yeah and then we'll come in with a chopper because you're definitely gonna fail yeah. there was a little bit of time <laughs> it's like no guys we all go together screw you i'm faster yeah. and it's like ah we told you yeah. to wait for us i definitely um, there was a few times in that chase too where the timing of the hits were off where uh, like the SUV would pull up to Bond and like if they just had like instead of pulling up beside him they had just done the pit maneuver they could have ended it yeah. but they like 
pull up, wait three seconds, and then Bond gets to do the pit maneuver. Yes. And it was a, it definitely was emergent breaking for me a little bit, but overall that that was a great maybe sequence. they maybe they were trying to capture them though because uh, maybe that's clearly fair. Safin wanted Madeline and yeah. Mathilde for some reason. Personal, Why did he want them? I don't know. Why? Because he saved her life. He owns he, her. He owns that's her. What he said. Oh, yeah. Is that what the that's deal true. was? That's true. So he's like, I want to have you here and your daughter and I don't know. There was no reason he wasn't no, that, in love with that her. That is the reason. I just you don't feel it. You don't feel. I don't. I didn't feel that connection. What was the reason? Yeah, let's do some more nitpicks. Yeah. Okay. I have. Uh, a, wait. Uh. I have uh, three nitpicks about the first scene with the um Safin versus child Matilde. Okay. Actually, here's a here's one the overarching. They're like the same age. Oh I yeah. Know. That was immersion breaking. Be like, yeah, you were a child, and I was uh, 26 then, and I'm 26 now. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that was. I wrote that down as well. I'm like, how? What? Also, I mean, we don't see his face in the yeah. first scene. So he might have been So I 16. guess it's like maybe he looked even younger, but like... They should have cast someone different for that interesting. So it was a small framed person, maybe. I guess they wouldn't have been well, as intimidating. He has a ch- jacket on and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, further nitpicks of that scene. They could have aged him or something. So they're looking around. He's looking through the house for this kid, right? And he goes into the kid's bedroom. Doesn't see anything. He turns around and walks out. And uh, kids hide under beds. And yeah. she's under the bed and he doesn't I know, look yeah. under the bed. I'm I like, was, this is dumb. What? Kids hide under bed. What, what is it that like gets him to realize that she's there? Because the Tamagotchi goes off? Something makes noise in this, so he turns around. I think around. the idea is and that... And then he just, he just shoots that at the bed, doesn't I he? Th- I think the idea is that he sees he hears the Tamagotchi goes off and he's like, I know from my Tamagotchi that it'll only <laughs> activate when it's been played with recently. <laughs> so the kid must still be here. Yeah, before she went under the bed, she's like, oh, I gotta feed my Tamagotchi. <laughs> so then the kid shoots him, which is great. <laughs> she runs upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> she shoots him, which is awesome. And then uh, she starts dragging his body out. And also, he still what? has a machine gun on. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. come on, She's kid. a child. She knows how to use a gun, apparently, but she doesn't know. Like, I, I think don't know. even a child would be like, that's the dangerous well, she's not, part. She's not that young. She she's probably he's ten. dead. Yeah. She thinks he's dead. No, she but you would, you would you would get yeah. Look, she's probably never shot somebody in her life. You're being she's, you're being he, very charitable. Literally she's a any, child. A child who's smart enough to hide and use a gun and shoot you and like outsmart you. Yeah, but you. she's not like a trained agent. She's I, not going to be like, "All right, make sure that you separate the dead body from its weapon." I think what I'm saying is Cuz it might not be dead. I'm saying that even like a 3-year-old would do that. Like, I think, I think as soon ever. as you're old enough yeah. to be like the gun is the dangerous thing. You would take that thing away. Especially James, the, James I, I acknowledge that this took you out of the movie, but I don't agree. Okay, I think you're in the minority. I agree with James. Um, secondly, I though, like, if you're like, it, why if didn't the 11 year old take for, away the gun? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, all right. And let me finish my point, which makes me sound even more right than you. Okay. Which is <laughs> if it's your first time shooting somebody, would you be very confident that you had done the job? Probably not. You'd probably be like, oh shit. Uh, are they really dead? I don't know. If what if they're alive? If they're alive, I really don't want them to have a gun. Let me take this gun away. This mm. is classic. Uh, <laughs> me in my calm state, making uh pro- proclamations about what someone would do when they are literally in a fight or flight adrenaline fueled frenzy. I mean, as a child, I as think, you say, it doesn't matter. But, I think uh, I, mm. I get it because like you, there is a justification for why she wouldn't do it, but it's definitely like frustrating as it's, an audience member. Like, come on, it's clear to me Bond, that he needs to have a gun in the next scene, so she, they let him have yes. his gun in the next. If, sure, if it was Bond, sure. I'd agree with you. If it's a child yeah. shooting someone for the first time, she's not yeah. thinking clearly. Yeah. My uh, my my person to pick is when they're at Q's house and he gets the 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 stick and. He makes a big deal about putting the stick. Oh, I'm going to put it in my sandbox because that's a big nitpick that people have with uh, Skyfall 
is that he connects the laptop to their network and that's how uh, Silva gets access to everything. And it's like, that's super unrealistic. You'd keep him closed, but like, they went out of their way to be like, oh, sandbox. Well, no, but actually, but that's a real thing. <laughs> no, honestly. for sure. But I didn't it's even like, think about Skyfall at all when he yeah, did that. No, and I, it's not a big deal, but I definitely became hyper aware of oh. how they were addressing the audience in that moment. Well, honestly, because like as people who work at a technical or at, you know, uh, technology focused thing I was like oh there are USB sticks that will hack your computer for sure for sure so it's like that just makes sense not yeah it's super not unrealistic it's just uh, it's emergent breaking for mm. me is uh, has Q always been gay what no not the character the, the, this one they implied he's gay in this movie right yes. they did you missed that so. he was at his house and he's preparing he's making dinner yep. and then they're like oh no you can't be here and because like you know they show up in his personal time yeah and then he says something he looks at his watch like oh no he's gonna be here in like 20 minutes oh. he being like it's implied yeah. that he's preparing a for a date i didn't even pick up on that at all okay back to the ice scene i had one more nitpick wait but q was great he's always great i know but like I, the thing i loved about q because as long as we're on him i want to say that like there are actual gadgets in this movie yeah and there are multiple points where he says tells people to not touch that <laughs> which is like that's one of the things that I'm not a huge Bond fan, but that's one of the things that I've always loved about the Bond movies is like eccentric Q and like these goofy gadgets. And then Bond is like playing around with them and he's like, don't touch that. Yeah. And one of the, in one of the Pierce Brosnan movies, like he's like playing with something and he was like, don't touch that. That's my lunch. <laughs> I, in a similar joke, I like that joke when he's like going through his drawers and he's pulling this stuff and he goes to the teapot drawer. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was a great moment. I, th I interpreted that as a teapot gadget, not just a teapot with his Maybe, own drawer. But, but it could be. It could it be either be. way. Either honestly. way, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Nitpick, why does the little girl fall through the ice but the heavier man does not? Uh, he's closer to the edge. He walks right up to the hole. There she I, is, yeah. I don't know. I just, oh, that's true. Whatever. It's fine, yeah. I don't care about that one as much as the gun no. thing. Um... I, this is sort of a larger nitpick, I guess, or just a, a question. Did M want Bond involved with the hunt for the Heracles project or not? Because I'm I'm confused why 007, why Nomi was in Jamaica with him at all. Why was she there? Because then he he talks to M, and M's like, oh, this, you don't work for us anymore. Stay out of it. Yeah, I, I when I saw her, <laughs> like, I wait, assumed what? that it was her recruiting him, but she was like, stay out of my way. Yeah. So I don't quite understand. I agree. I and it's all it's all very confusing because when they find out that uh, Orbachev's been kidnapped, M's like, where's 007? And then we cut to Bond yep. in Jamaica. And then the real 007 shows up and she's like, here's what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I talk to M. Here's the phone. He talks to M. M's like, shut up. Stay out of it. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You called me, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> That's super funny. Yeah, That's a good point. I didn't I'm think so confused. Yeah. And then he goes with the CIA anyways. And then the CIA is competing with... MI6 to get Oberchev. Yep. <laughs> no. What? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Here's that's a, a plot hole. Here's, as far a, as here's a hit pick. When they go to uh, the island and they, they're showing his compound and he has like peasants. He just has like Eastern European women with like peasant looking clothing. Oh, Did you see those yeah, people? In the poison center? Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. just like a woman with like a basket of bread and shit. I'm always <laughs> so confused. I'm always so confused. Like, who are these well, people? Guess, well, I guess they're probably Russians because it's like contested water between Russia and Japan. And then they went, they just went into like Serbia and were like, hey, anybody want to work at a, on an island? Probably. Who knows? It works, man. ISIS pays 400 US dollars a month I mean, and that's enough for some I people. I guess so. I just like, yeah. I'm always, I just want some sort of, I want it to be addressed in some way. Like, yeah. where do these people come from? Yeah. What are, do they have benefits? What's the deal? Security. I don't know. Uh, nitpick. James Bond is way too chill when he's being shot at. Like in the forest, there's like bullets, tracers, like feet away from him. And he's just yeah. like, 
casual walking. Same that in, annoyed me also. Same in the like in the tunnel where they farm the the, the yeah. poison. He's getting shot at from the upstairs. He has no like, cover. No cover. He's and like, he, like, I have blood armor. Oh, yeah, I was annoyed. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Like, have a little bit of like, like can you slide. scurry a bit, yeah. man? Yeah. And then it's nice because like, they set up the explosives before he blows it out. Like, that's a good moment. But. Yeah. He just yeah. wouldn't seem as cool if he wasn't completely ignoring yeah. the deadly bullets that I were also, whizzing by his head. Nitpick, I hate that like the final time we see this James Bond, he's in like work pants, suspender, and a ratty, like long sleeve. Oh, like, you want under... him to be in a tux? Yeah, he should have been in like a six suit. Yeah. I don't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it was like, oh. <laughs> okay. I I feel okay. like I feel like the fact that I've seen Bond in a tux or like a nice suit so many times makes me appreciate way more every single time in this Daniel Craig franchise that he's not in that. Imagine he just got naked. He was like, fuck it. This is it. It's almost like, it's like, it's like it feels like a healthy subversion every time we see him in a cool sweater. Yeah, atypical clothes. That's what I imagine. The shot, we just see him standing with the blast coming and blinding us and just his naked ass just taking the the, the radiation. (laughs) That would have been awesome. Or just the trench coat he was wearing earlier. And nothing underneath. <laughs> it's flapping. <laughs> Here's a nitpick. Uh, this isn't even a nitpick. It was just I had to laugh in my theater seat when like the exposition for the audience like it's a hacking scene with Q and it's like Blofeld eyeball <laughs> unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like controlling the computer. There, it's got like a a PC interface and it functions as a joystick. And he's like rolling the eye around and yeah, it's selecting things. Weird. I'm like, wow, wow that's. That's a well-designed yeah. uh, <laughs> consumer-friendly. What do you guys think of like the watch payoff? Because I like that there's like an it EMP really watch. blew his mind. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like he's, what did he say? Oh, I showed him my watch. It really blew his mind. Uh, I think that's like the most like like Roger Moore one-liner that Craig got in the entire franchise. There's a couple in this movie. Yeah, and I didn't hate it. I didn't Wait, hate it. That's a reused line. No, no, no I'm saying it's the most. It's like the most like reminiscent of like oh. cheesy, cheesy Bond. Yeah, uh, and it, it it worked for me. I liked it. I feel like every I time s- that some, something like that happens in a Bond movie, I'm like, if this was any other movie, I'd be like, kill me right now. <laughs> he's an old man. He, but yeah. he probably uses jokes like that. But yeah. because it's a yeah. Bond movie, I'm like, well, now yeah, he's literally okay. a dad. So there you go. <laughs> can, I also, I think. Wait, all the Bond one-liners are just <laughs> dad jokes. Wait a second. <laughs> I also think they, they earned it with that sweet one-shot fight up the stairs. Yeah. Because uh, it doesn't feel like shitty like we talked about that on Spectre you and I because we didn't do Spectre that opening shot of Spectre where it's the big one just feels like a director jerking himself off yeah. but this one where it's up the stairs doesn't feel like this that it good. feels really authentic and like this is like the best way to capture this action in this like this fight up the stairs very like especially very, when there's a time crunch yeah very like kind of old boy the raid totally. vibes where he's like fighting his way he's yeah. like barely surviving yeah. uh, upwards motion. almost made me for, forgive the grenade that went off the six grenades that went off like a foot away from <laughs> that was him. messed up yeah, wait a second so he threw the grenade up <laughs> sure. it exploded and Im- as it explodes they throw more grenades down i guess so yeah. it's like okay i guess that grenade did nothing because they're With all still alive low. and they all threw Well, they might have killed a couple people, but there's like 20 people, so. Yeah, and then he just jumps like two feet away and then, <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, what? It was like five grenades. <laughs> that was, that was baloney. It was at least three. I better yeah. jump a few feet this way. Yeah, just gets tossed against the wall. <laughs> in, a, in an enclosed space. Yeah. I do like uh, the way they, the sound design for the explosions, especially the first one when you get at the cemetery. 
when he's like deaf for like five minutes. That was cool. That was cool. And it's slowly coming yeah. back. And then on the bridge, like you can, you, you see the motorcycle in the car, but he can't hear it. And you're like, come on, Bond, come on, Bond, come on, yeah. Bond. That, uh, it actually made a difference. Totally. Also, they're really going all out with the, with the murder attempts. They're trying to run him over and shoot him at the same time. <laughs> and there's a motorcycle coming from the other direction. Always a motorcycle. It's Always like, a we're motorcycle. definitely, there's no way he escapes you this. Can't, you can't Here's the hit, hit pick is uh, when the universal globe turned into the barrel of the gun at the, Yep. Opening frames of the mm. movie. That was cool. Well, then I Has did, that happened before? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. That's not something I remember. Was this the, wasn't this the first Universal one or something? Oh, this is, you're right. It is the first Universal ah, one. So there you uh, go. That's yeah, because it was Sony for the Daniel Craig ones. But man, they must be pissed that they didn't get to the last Daniel Craig. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm, I'm confused about... I mean, there's all sorts of like licensing agreements in yeah. the background. They've always been MGM I... and Eon Productions is the specific one that makes... Oh, but this was MGM as well. MGM, but MGM is not is like... They just hold the rights or whatever. Yeah, and like oh, okay. they, they're not a big enough studio to make these yeah. movies on their own anymore. And I don't care. As far as I understand? There was a moment that I liked. Um, I think he gets into the car with Nomi, and he goes, thank you, 007. Like, she, like, saves him or something like that. Yeah. And then he actually just, like, says thank you to her. That's a good I just moment. thought, and it just kind of tracked with his arc of, I don't know, emotionality. Yeah. Well, accepting. Just, just compare that to the Skyfall bond with Moneypenny in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm the big guy here. I'm going to yep. st- take the wheel. I'm Jesus. <laughs> so I know that one complaint that like, you for sure rather have, maybe you've had before, is that uh, they, the movies have been too... They have had nothing to say. They're just fluff about this dude mm. uh, fighting, fighting spies and doing all this stuff. Do you feel like in the Craig franchise, Craig part of the franchise, that they've actually managed to make things of substance? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, uh, this is kind of funny because, so I saw this with, um, some of my brothers and my dad and he, he came as soon as the movie ended, he was like, that was stupid. <laughs> Your dad? <laughs> he didn't think the whole movie was stupid. I think he enjoyed the movie, but he was like upset that, uh, Bond is dead and that there was like a narrative arc that ended because, he has been a casual Bond fan his whole life, and right. he was, he really, he, he, to, in his mind, what Bond is, is this episodic adventure with low stakes for, like, the long term. Yep. Like, you know Bond's going to survive, the adventures are going to continue, MI6 is okay, blah, blah, blah. And what these Craig movies have done is really not just, like, deconstruct what Bond is and kind of, like, a, well, an attempt to do that anyways and kind of address those issues, but it's also... Uh, created a solid narrative arc with recurring characters and like characters die and that has impact on the story and it changes people and no. I I I came away from this being happier with uh, the James Bond franchise than I've ever been yeah because fair. because it had this sort of arc and a solid ending and I'm like okay I know who this character is now a lot more than I did before yeah. you know he's someone who wants this happiness he wants yeah. To get away from the danger and the and the horribleness, yeah. um, this but model he, he's 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 prevented from doing that. That model is almost like a best of both worlds. Where look, you're gonna have a sh- limited run with this Bond. It's yeah. almost like Star Wars, how it's like you get three movies and a break, and three movies and a break, and three movies, and each three movies gonna have. I mean, Star Wars has more overall continuity, but what I'm saying is you can just have like a limited movie run. It's like a limited yeah. series. Yeah. On Netflix, it's like True Detective season one was a thing. True Detective season two was a lesser thing, but it's a, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. same universe. Yeah. Some continuity for a couple yeah. movies and then switch it up later. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if that's the answer for the future of Bond. And I I mean, like, 
Bond's dead. He has no future. Well, no, he's coming back. No, he will return in a casket. They'll show his funeral. <laughs> That'll be the twist. Uh, oh James God. Bond will return. Open casket. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's just dust. Yeah. But <laughs> how did you dust. feel about uh, the the narrative arc in this whole Daniel Craig thing? I I really like it. I I can see some people being upset, like like your dad was, where it's like this is not what Bond is. But I don't think Bond has enough appeal in the modern age. If you mm. do just what it, they did in the sixties and seventies, like seeing someone drive a nice car in uh, some remote part of Europe. Exotic used to, location. Yeah, exotic location. Used to be entertaining, but we're such a spoiled audience. As like, amazing as the Italy sequence was in this movie. It was beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. like the, the cinematography is truly incredible. That location is gorgeous, man. Oh, when man. they're in the cemetery and there's all like the city in the background. Yeah. But I hear what stunning. you're saying is just like in the past, globetrotting action with a beautiful woman was, was like, enough. Yeah. cool, that's worth the price yeah, of admission. We get, we've had a million movies like that and it's just boring. And like, yeah. we need... We need Bond to evolve, and I, I appreciate that they took the risks, uh, and I don't know what their plan is, and I don't even know if they know what their plan is, but I really yeah. feel like they nailed the Craig Quintology, and I think that mm. this movie, even though it's not my favorite of them, uh, left me in a place where I think it'll keep the whole five movies better. Like, it'll, yeah. it'll, it makes them all better because this was such a strong finish. Right. I mean, like, I, I, I'm confident looking back at the Bond franchise and now saying... Okay, if you're going to watch any Bond movies as someone who appreciates films and not just kind of like silly romps, no. then you'll have a good time with Casino Royale and Skyfall and No Time to Die. Yep. I'm glad that we skipped Quantum and Spectre. I still think they're good. They're like, decent. They're, yeah, they're decent, but they're yeah. not nearly as good. Yeah. Not nearly as good as this seven, hey? Seven? Seven might be about. I think. I think I'm either. I'll give it a seven point five. I'll raise my rating to a seven point five because there's lots of really good stuff, and I've I've given most of my nitpicks and issues. The big thing is just the time, the running time. It's way too long. What did you think dragged? Uh, the middle part in London where they're talking about the poison, and figuring out the whole plot. Oh my gosh, we that, didn't even talk about the nanobots. Yeah, fuck. I don't give a shit. Like they that. 30 minute sequence could have been like six minutes. Yeah. Like, that's the one yes. big thing. I think every scene could have been trimmed by like, like 10, five, like 3% and that would have helped. But that middle London sequence was so fucking long. Yeah. I, and I was also just kind of, kind of confused about the allegiances and the affiliations and like Blofeld's indicating to Bond that Madeline is sort of the big bad guy maybe, or she has secrets and like, yeah. he's like, she knows everything and like, Oh, she's been playing you or whatever. And so then we go to Madeline. We never really get like a full answer about the, what, what Blofeld was hinting at. And I was just like, what? And then Safin, I'm confused about what he wants. And like, yeah. wait, how do the nanobots, like, do they, re do they reproduce? How is it that when you get them on you, like they can infect an entire family? Yeah, they didn't go into that or why. How many, like, how, how, many how are there enough nanobots yeah, nanobots. Are they airborne? Well, nanobots was about wrong choice because, like, if it was a virus, like it reproduces. So this is my question: Was it always nanobots, or was it like oh. a virus? And then they delayed it. Yeah, to real. Yeah. This was originally going to come out in 2019, yeah. and they delayed it and delayed it two years. Yeah, I had that thought, and I think I think at one point they say a virus, and they must not have like reshot it because um, in, functionally it's a virus. Yeah, but. It's, but they it's, don't want to talk about virus because yeah, they they mentioned quarantine one time and I was like, Ooh. it would have made more sense with the the big bad Rami Malek's character Staffan um, yeah. being all into poisons and nature and shit. Yeah, would have yeah. made more sense for him to not have a technological weapon, but he didn't create the weapon anyway. Yeah, so, wait, yeah, when when does it become? Yeah, it's definitely what you're right. It's totally it's, it's exactly what it was because there's nothing to indicate at that factory that they're creating nanobots. Like it's all or like farming and like 
like organic. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're so right. It definitely, definitely was a virus. <laughs> I would, I'd be willing to bet money. We got there. Okay. Well, apparently this is a common uh, thought online that people. No, we're not original. They think it was originally, but I haven't heard, I haven't seen anything yeah. to confirm it, but like, that's probably what happened. Yeah. I, I think that just makes it more real and gritty. Why did they change that? Yeah, honestly, that uh, that was a big. It was a big annoyance for me as yeah. someone who's like wants the details of the lore and stuff. I'm just like, wait, they're nanobots. They can't reproduce. Yeah, but you don't know that. Well, they didn't talk about. Well, it. Well, they didn't tell us though. They didn't tell us. Oh, uh, you can't just assume that. No, nanobots you, no, you can can't. Replicate. Like they should have had a scene. Like, yes. you know, they're gonna. That's what I'm saying. It goes yeah. into your bloodstream. It creates a little factory that creates more. Exactly. Yeah. But something like that. Yeah. yeah. There was time to say that. Anyways. There was no time to die. I thought the, the only um, scene that I thought, oh, this is a lot. It was when um, it's been five years. They go back to Bond in Jamaica and they show him like just like ripping around. And I was like, ah, oh, I've already seen. This is like act one all over again. Like, a I don't know. That didn't bother me because I was kind of like, oh, this is a retired Bond. We don't really know what his life is like. We don't really we, like, like, let's take a second to kind of settle in here. You know? I thought it was kind of repetitive, but we could have saved a couple minutes there. But anyways. This has been a great podcast, yeah. guys. <laughs> it's a good movie. Highly recommend it. it. But if you watch our podcast, I hope that you've already seen it. Because... I yelled at Riley. They're just movies. I'm just... <laughs> uh, next week, we're doing Squid Game. Ooh. You can tweet at us, TJMPod. You can email us, hello, at they're just movies.com. Oh, we changed it. it was Did you say that last time? I, yeah. didn't, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Now listen closely. I check out by the seven. Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs>